Welcome to Trechnopod, a short-form podcast hosted by two dads two, two. who love to talk Trek. I'm Captain Vactor, and with me each and every week side-by-side side, in our co-captain's chair on the bridge of the USS Trechnopod is Captain Choff. Captain Choff, how are you doing today? Ooh, I'm doing so good. I'm doing real good, real good today. How are you doing, Captain Vactor? I'm doing very well because we have a special guest on board with us. Beaming in from TikTok, we've got Ensign Navia. She is that girl Avon on TikTok, part of the Trek Talk community. Ensign Navia, welcome to your very first podcast. Thanks, guys. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. <laughs> we are happy to have you. If you're new to Treknopod, each week we'll have two episodes for you. On Saturdays, we drop an episode focused on our thoughts of the current Trek TV show, of the past week, which this week we're going to be doing Star Trek Picard Season 3. That's right. And on Tuesdays, we drop a bonus episode devoted to our adventures as dads to young children called Boldly Dadding. There's truly is something for everyone. All right, Shaf, let's get right into our interview with our special <laughs> guest, Ensign <laughs> Navia. Um, we welcome you, like I said, to your very first podcast. But we want to know, what is your mm -hmm. Trek origin story? How did you get into Star Trek? So, LeVar Burton was my gateway drug. Oh. I had watched him on Reading Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just flipping through channels back when we had channels. Yeah. And yeah. I saw LeVar, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's the Reading Rainbow guy. And <laughs> after that, I was just hooked. <laughs> that is amazing. I he was it. one of my yeah. favorite guys as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Reading Rainbow was, was a huge part mm -hmm. of my childhood. So, yeah, that I have the same affinity for LeVar as well. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, we just uh, watched an episode of Reading Rainbow uh -huh. like two days ago. And it was like old school LeVar, oh, wow. like 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 young, young, uh -huh. very young LeVar. And uh, I mean, he's dude, he is an attractive man <laughs> yes, no matter what age he is, no matter what year it is. Uh, it, it was kind of awkward. Like the episode had him at a playground by himself with a bunch of kids. Uh -huh. But we're going to look past that part because, uh, you know, he's he's Jordy LaForge. Right. And he can do no wrong in my book. But uh, yeah, Reading Rainbow was definitely a staple mm -hmm. in my house as a kid. And we're definitely trying to raise our child right <laughs> with some Reading Rainbow. So, yeah, that is perfect. Right. Uh, Navya, we like to gauge our guests each time uh -huh. we come on. Um, uh -oh. And ask, who is your favorite captain? This this is a uh, mm -hmm. a very good question because it 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 shows kind of which fandom you are, which which side of the Trek community you're on. So, uh, who is your all time favorite Star Trek captain? So it used to be Janeway. I used to love her, mm -hmm. and then I watched DS Nine, and it automatically just became Cisco. Cisco's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> right answer you just made vector very <laughs> okay, happy <good>. yeah <laughs> we are definitely pro yeah. cisco in this uh on this podcast absolutely yeah. um for christmas i got vector a uh painting of cisco oh, wow. uh, that was done by uh, jenny johnson oh, yeah. who does some amazing yeah trek stuff so uh but yeah the, the cisco's fantastic um uh, did you like janeway in prodigy yeah, actually, yeah, I do love her. I was like, Prodigy, yes. <laughs> yes, I've seen it. Yeah, I do love her in Prodigy. Yeah, she's doing that double yeah. duty on there, so. Awesome. Um, now, sh so 
obviously with a captain, you've got you've got, got tons of great mm-hmm. captains, but also iconic within Star Trek are the Star Trek ships, the starships. So if you could be flying high in a starship right now, what would it the be? Defiant. I love the Defiant. It's so cool. Yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's perfect. That yeah. is what a great answer. And yeah. the Defiant is excellent. It's um uh, it's so maneuverable exactly. too, which is really fun. It's, it's like somewhere between a starship and a shuttle, mm-hmm. but it's got, it's packed to the brim, yeah. like to the gills with like, uh, all sorts of weaponry. Like it is a, it is a, a, a true like war horse. And I feel so. like it's easy to park. Like that's, <laughs> that's where my head's at. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's always a designated exactly. spot at Deep Space Nine. <laughs> You don't have to circle around the space. Uh, space station. It's just there. <laughs> you get hilarious. that practical <laughs> mind of uh, Ex- thinking about parking spots. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> you got to wonder about parking, right? <laughs> now, do, you, do, you, um, do you have a favorite go ahead. Uh, alien species? Uh, probably the Vulcans. I Ooh. am not a very logical person. I look at a Vulcan, I'm like, I wish I had your brain. I'm probably more of a Klingon in real life. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Just like oh, running around does, taking goes, heads off. Oh man! <laughs> but definitely wish I was a Vulcan. So I love the Vulcans. Okay, all right. She she longs for logic. Yeah. Okay, very good, very good. And then um, this is a loaded question, Uh-oh. but what's your favorite show? Now that that I'm honestly I'm sure that that changes from time yeah. to time. But like in this moment right now, what is your favorite show? I think this is going to be controversial, but it's a discovery at the moment. Cause discovery is the reason why we have so many new shows. Like if discovery hadn't succeeded, all these new shows that we have would not even be here. So very thankful for discovery. Yeah. I think you nailed yeah. it. That's true. And, and what's interesting is uh, discovery was not like super duper well received mm-hmm. initially. Um, but, Every season, and we, I don't want to. Sp- we're not going to spoil anything for Vactor because he's <laughs> oh, not no. officially caught up yet. So uh, he's actively okay, watching. Good. He's doing on TikTok what's called a rediscovery. Okay. Um, and uh, so he's he's watching it right now. He's. Uh, did you finish season one? Not yet. Vector? Yeah, You're I'm almost on the there. Finale of season okay. one. Okay. Okay. Um, but it, I'm so glad that the viewers stuck with the show mm-hmm. past the first season because it just exponentially yeah. each season is like. Um, outdoing itself, Man. so it, I'm really excited I for season wait. five. I can't wait for you to get to. When the are we going to get a reveal on the release date? Gosh, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, that was the one thing that I kind of had spoiled for me, but I'm I'm good with that because uh, I love Captain Pike. I love um, mm-hmm. the yeah, just the pikeness of it all. It's, so I can't wait. It's so good. You're gonna love it. Pike for president. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I swear, if I if I ever get a chance to like meet him at a convention or something, I'm gonna make sure if I know he's gonna be there, I'm gonna wear like Ensign Mount for president <laughs> or whatever. It's like, the, it, just can you just imagine how great this country would be yeah. if Captain uh, Pike was president? Uh, uh, oh, it'd be so amazing. And that hair, I just want to touch that hair. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm trying to get almost there. Almost trying there. to get that Pike's peak. Yeah. And and it's starting to go gray, so I'm, I'm like eventually right. I will I will have become Captain Pike if I if I really dream hard <laughs> enough. So, <laughs> well, thank you uh, so much. Those are some great answers, uh, and uh, it got us a chance to get to know you a little bit better, and we like you even more as a result. So, uh, so fantastic, excellent. <clears throat> All right, let's get into our weekly discussion with our our I'm sorry, our weekly mission 
with our episode discussion, Star Trek Picard Season 3, Episode 2, titled Disengage, first aired February 23rd, 2023, directed by Doug Aronofsky, Aronofsky, and written by... I was... Say it again. I was was trying... When I typed this up, I was like, I... I'm going to try and say this because uh, th- this name is outrageously difficult with way too many vowels and consonants, <laughs> but it's like, it's like Arnie Akoski or something like Arnie Okoski. I don't know. It, okay. it, good. It's Doug. It's Doug to us. <laughs> Doug A. It's just good old Dougie. Dougie Doug. Doug A. Written by Christopher <laughs> Monfet and Sean Tretta. And we want to put up a red alert right here. Anyone who has not seen the episode, we're going to be spoiling... Uh, disengage for all of our listeners. So let's get right into it with a synopsis. Aided by Seven of Nine and the crew of the USS Titan, Picard makes a shocking discovery that will alter his life forever and puts him on a collision course with the most cunning enemy he's ever encountered. Meanwhile, Rafi races to track a catastrophic weapon, blah, 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 <laughs> collides with a familiar ally. All right. Uh, sh- <laughs> You really showed your cards there, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it in our, our whole discussion. Uh, but actually, <laughs> I wanted to get Ensign Navia's thoughts on this episode of Picard overall. What'd you think? I really like this episode, and I think it's because of the acting. There were some scenes in this episode where you're just like, wow, this is a masterclass. Like the Briggs scene, and then the final scene we get to see. It's just, it was such a beautiful episode. Yeah. Totally agree. Ed Spilliers, especially yes. um, as uh, Jack Crusher, uh, his all of his scenes, whether he was being like super like con man ish mm-hmm. or when he was just being like endearing and honest, like he's got some range. Yeah, he's so likable. I don't know why I'm shocked, but I'm just like, dang, I really like him. <laughs> and that's a really good thing, yeah. because if he wasn't, that would really suck yeah. for the Star Trek <laughs> universe, like to be hated and be Picard's son. Like, Oof. wow, that would that'd be yeah. rough. And you said it right there, Shoff. Uh, this was the uh, the bombshell that was dropped this episode. We talked about it on last week's episode, kind of hinting at it. But this week, we just opened the, mm-hmm. the bomb bay doors and said, all right, let's, <laughs> let's tell everybody. They are related. He is a Picard. This is a uh, very interesting uh development in the the trek universe it means that cap uh captain picard admiral picard got it on sean (laughs) (laughs) beverly crushed crushed her (laughs) (laughs) and you set him up i knock him down i'm just wondering like did you see this one coming did we all to me it was the the age difference yeah. like i was trying to put together okay wait a minute he's it had been 20 years since he had last seen her i think they they said in the, in the last episode yeah mm-hmm. so it has to be he has to be at least 20 right like and where did that occur in picard's life where did that occur in crusher's life that was the thing that i kept going back to is like how does this all fit in the timeline um, <laughs> was it Riker and Troy's wedding night? I mean, like, is that when this all went down? <laughs> I mean, just the timeline that we know of, like, they got, you know, they had a few too many drinks. It was an open bar. Romulan ale oh, was God. being served, as we know. Well, 
Terry, I saw uh, an interview with him, and he was saying it was between 20 to 25 years. So I, I still, I don't know where that puts him in okay. the timeline, but it could be 25 years. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I guess, Navya, do you have any thoughts on him being a Picard? Is that, when, when he said it, like when they, when, when Beverly gave Picard that look, yeah. did you, did you cheer? Did you, did you throw things at the screen? What, what was your reaction? <laughs> I didn't throw anything at the screen, though I, I, I was a bit disappointed because, you know, this is like Rathacon all over again. Like, why? We already have a secret captain's kid. Why are we doing this again? I really wanted this to be some kind of, like, ploy, you know, between Beverly and Picard. And I'm still kind of hoping they go down that route. But I don't know. I think he really is Picard's son. Isn't it kind of messed up, though, that she named him yes. after her ex-husband? <laughs> like, <laughs> talk about, like, I mean, <laughs> of all the yeah. names I you know. could give. I, I, let's, let's make this child have nothing but trauma. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, I was, that's why I was about that. That's kind of why I think it, he might not really be Picard's son after all, because that's weird, right? <laughs> like, we can all agree that's weird. Yeah, but I think like if you've already done this reveal, here's the thing, like I would I would agree that there's potentially a ruse going mm-hmm. on, especially with all the conning that he's yeah. done, all the aliases he's he's got. But that moment where Crusher delivers, she doesn't say mm-hmm. it outright. She doesn't like uh overtly like very like bluntly to Picard say, "He's your son, <laughs> dude." No, she she just gives him a look and it's like communicates so much with that look and it's so cool that and i think so dramatic that i don't think they would want to like backtrack on that like and take away the the honest likeness of that moment so i think i think we're i think it's legit which (laughs) (laughs) everyone's so nervous (laughs) i would wonder like why why would you keep Mm -hmm. that from i know yeah yeah. the father of the child like for that long like that's, that's what i was thinking also what went down like they had they had a good time and then <laughs> like or maybe it wasn't a good time i guess and that's why she's like no i don't want to see you for 20 years yeah it, <laughs> she's like it was that awful it has to be something big because i don't see picard in any universe going no i don't want the baby like you know right right, right. so yeah. I, like but i can't imagine what's big enough to d- divide them so much i don't know yeah Shoot. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to live up to our expectations. But this oh. this season so far has lived up to my expectations. These mm-hmm. first two episodes, I, I turned to my wife when I was watching this. I said, this is what I wanted from this show since season one. Like, this is yeah. the Picard that I wanted. Um, having these uh, Next Generation characters come back and having this this mission that seems... You know, it, it seems like a fun adventure, and then there's also this mystery with, with where um, Ed Spillier's character is from and what what they've been doing these past twenty to twenty five years. So I'm loving this season, and from what I've heard, people who have seen the rest of the season have just everyone's been positive. I haven't seen yeah. a single negative thought on it, so I'm I'm intrigued. I'm just, I want to see what's going to happen uh, next here. But Navia, you know, you made a very good. Um, observation about the acting in this episode Mm -hmm. because and Shaf said uh, the Ed Spilliers of it all I think he really (laughs) took over this episode and yeah at the beginning they had that backstory like the two weeks uh, previously you know two weeks what they've Mm -hmm. been doing before this and then that scene in the brig between him and Picard just going back and forth and 
I felt like he was he was matching Picard. He was kind of like fearless. And I was watching the ready room on uh, the Paramount plus their YouTube channel. And he was talking about kind of living up to the expectations of, Hey, there's these three heavy hitters with Riker, Picard Mm -hmm. and Crusher. How did he approach that? And he was like, I just tried to, you know, match their, um, as best I could match their energy. So I thought he did a great job in those scenes specifically um, did you, Navia, did you have thoughts on Spaliers specifically in this episode? Uh, yeah, I absolutely loved him. He did so amazing. I was really impressed. Apparently he's a big actor outside of Treks. I, I don't know. I've never seen any of his work, but. Same. I had never. Yeah. yeah. Either. Shaf, are you familiar? I know you love Downton Abbey, <laughs> Outlander, and Aragon. I know. Wait, he was in Aragon? Oh, I did wait. see Aragon. Oh, okay. Yes. Holy was crap. He now it's the main character? He's, yeah, he's the he main was the character. Main guy. Guy. <laughs> Which no. I've never I've never seen that before, but Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's yeah. the guy. That's the guy. That movie was terrible. Wow. So I'm shocked <laughs> like he's come this far. <laughs> he's had a lot of time for yes. acting classes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to take the Patrick Stewart act, uh, master class. He uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh wow okay well in addition to to um jack crusher another amazing performance was delivered by amanda Plummer's vatic because uh, by the way quick little bit of like star trek trivia maybe you both know this but andrew uh amanda Plummer is the daughter of christopher Plummer who Ooh. played General Chang in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Ooh. So she's now following in her father's footsteps wow. and playing a Star Trek nice. baddie, <laughs> and that's pretty dang cool. Yeah, so. I did not know that. I know her specifically from Pulp Fiction as Honey Bunny. That's the that's what I know her from, which <laughs> mm-hmm. in this episode, like her hair being like out of her, because I guess she's always had bangs for most part whenever I've seen her, and so having her hair out of her face and... Um, her voice, I think, is what I, I noticed more than anything. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. She looks like she just got out of the yeah, shower. Yeah. She's <laughs> <laughs> got that wet look. <laughs> and her scenes on the the bridge of her ship, I thought it was kind of fantastic or amazing how they, they changed that set um, from the previous season. They talked about it in, in the ready room. Uh, Shaf, did you watch the ready room? I didn't get a chance to, unfortunately. It's just been such a busy week, but I'll have to check check it out. So they did like a a, a set swap. Yeah, on of yeah. the uh, what was La Serena. Well, yeah, La Serena. Um, yeah. It was that sh- oh. yeah that ship, but all they did was change the lighting pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this looks like a completely different ship. Wow, that's a good way to save. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. And that's what they they talked about in the yeah. the ready room of. Well, you know, when you're doing TV, you got to save money somewhere. So this is what we did on here. So, <laughs> well, there, and it's not like the La Serena is getting used that much this season. Right. It's just for Rafi to sit around and do this. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Why? Speaking uh, of Red Lady, Rafi. Uh, anytime, you know, I like her <laughs> as an actor, but anytime her character came on the screen, I was like, all right, fast forward. When are we going to get oh, to boy. the good stuff? Um, I heard criticism last week on your last week's episode and you guys are gonna be shocked but there's a big Raffi fan club people love her oh yeah her and seven people love them i ship the two of them but now they're not 
they're not like together. So well, I wonder if they're just it, they broke them up just to bring them back, you know, together <laughs> well, for the probably yeah the course of the, the yeah, season yeah. Um, but something happened in this episode that got me excited for the for Raffi, and it was the introduction or the reintroduction of Worf. Yeah, Ooh, that, that was, was so cool. When when perhaps today <laughs> is a good day to slice yeah. Ferengi's heads off. When he came out slicing and dicing, yeah. I was like, yeah, cheering. And I, I knew it was going to be him just because uh-huh. like just because we know all the next gen guys are coming back. Um, I was like, all right, when are we going to get Jordy? When are we going to get Worf? Like, when are we going to get these guys? So I figured that was Worf at the time. But uh, when he when he took his, you know, it's funny because like. He like stops and looks at the camera and delivers his line, and I was like, if I was watching this, like if I was there, this would be really weird that he's stopping and talking as he's helping around. But it was a good moment. I liked it. Oh man, he looks oh, yeah. great. He looks excellent, and the white hair is really working for him in a big way. And I was actually, if I if I if I get like pure white locks, I'm gonna do that. That thing, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. They must have bleached his white hair or something, because that thing is glowing. <laughs> have you guys noticed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's excellent. Uh, it sounds like I read like an article. Um, it was an interview with um, uh, Michelle Hurd, plays Rafi, and uh, she was talking about how much she, get, how well she got along with Michael Dorn, um, and that the two of them very like really liked each other and that it made this chemistry even better. And they're going to have a lot more oh, stuff wow. together and a lot more butt kicking, uh, apparently going oh, that's forward. What I so, want to see. Uh, that's pretty exciting. Yes. Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, they're actually, I guess they're trying to work on a wharf show. That's what Michael Dorn. Yeah. He was, they were on a podcast, um, happy, sad, wow. confused. And it was Riker, uh, Crusher, Picard, and and Worf, and they were all on the. Um, they were all talking about kind of their history with Trek and how they came back together. And at the end, Michael Dorn, they were asking him, "Hey, what's next for Worf?" And he said he's actively talking to the producers, but you know, I don't know if anything's going to come out of it. But that would be interesting—a Worf spinoff TV show. Well. Um, uh, there's been a lot of rumors. I mean, people talk about the Section 31 show mm-hmm. that has like been sort of in uh, planning stages for for a very long time. Um, and I mean, if you've got Worf, who theoretically uh, we the assumption is that Raffi works for yeah Section 31, so then Worf does too. So I mean, that these are some big names to throw down for uh for a spinoff show and explore like that that secret spy mm-hmm. dark underbelly of Starfleet. Like that'd be pretty cool. So um are, are there any spinoffs um or or here better question. Uh Navia, um if you could create a spinoff for Star Trek. Uh-huh. Doesn't have to be one that you know is in like pre-production or something like that. Just like some idea. What would you what would you do? Oh it'd be a Riker and Shaw team up Ooh. TV show. Could you imagine those are just budding heads every week it'd be so entertaining. Yeah. And we'll put seven Very in there odd couple. too. <laughs> just for <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> Oh man! So like the adventures of the Titan yeah. A, I, I like that. I like that. I mean, it, that was my thought too. Like, why introduce such an uh, an important mm-hmm. ship like the Titan uh, without plans to use it more than just 
this se- this uh, mm-hmm. season, like for 10 episodes, like I feel like there's got to be more planned for the Titan A. Yeah. So they keep mentioning how this is the door to like the next generation or something like they they keep saying lines like that. So I think they're using the show as a big backdoor pilot to a whole bunch of shows. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Especially since, you know, Picard only getting three seasons. I want to see what. You know, they've got to have more plans, uh, especially yeah. since I think the fan response in general, besides I've seen just a lot of negativity about the quality of the first two seasons, but yeah. people's excitement for it coming back was, I think, very high. Everybody was talking about Picard. Um, I was seeing it on all of my social media stuff. So I think just in general, the love for Picard and the next generation is mm-hmm. still high. So I think capitalizing on that and playing in that time period is just a no-brainer to me. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you guys think of, of Vatic's ship, the Shrike? Well, um, I thought it was exactly what it's, you know, they intended it to be very menacing, and the design of it looks very aggressive. Um, it's yeah. interesting. I want to get more backstory about, you know, how they got all those weapons and uh, the way that, it's how it what its strengths and, and uh, capabilities are. But I another thing I turned to my wife and I said when I was watching this, why is it making that noise? Why is it so loud? You can't probably hear anything in space. Probably because it's carrying all those weapons. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got the it was the Chris, Stop that Christopher buzzing. Nolan Inception noise. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? <laughs> and that ship has some major superpowers. The f- fact that it flung the Elios like towards uh, the Titan, I was just like, "What yeah. is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was like, "There's something we yeah. haven't seen in Star Trek before." Which we that just was into actually Star Wars that, now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think a lot of Star Wars influence on this. But uh, mm-hmm. Terry Metalis on that Ready Room show, if you haven't seen it yet, but he specifically talks about that, like. What have they not seen yet? Oh, physically <laughs> throwing a ship. Yeah, they have throwing seen a that. ship at another ship. So, but it, it, interestingly enough, the Titan didn't even attempt to get out of the way. <laughs> like, it was just like, what do we do? Look, no Sim- one's ever done this. Sydney Laforge is still very young and unexperienced, so you know yeah. she didn't have time to maneuver. <laughs> Straight up froze. Okay, we're just gonna take a chunk out of the hull. It's gonna yeah. be okay. Yeah. <laughs> we just lost engineering. Oh god. Shav, did uh, I ask you what you thought about this episode overall? No, no, yeah. Um, uh, I loved it. I mean, I thought it was a great episode. It was uh, it had really great pacing. Um, I here's I I had a, th- a thought. I think that what they should have done is release the first episode and the second episode at the same mm-hmm. time. I think that the first episode works, but it works better in tandem with the second episode, being that it has that cliffhanger component um and you see a lot of shows do that nowadays mandalorian has done it um uh, other show i can't think about the top of my head but i've i know they've done it um where they release more than one. Oh, andor did it uh, as well discovery too. um they did one that yeah two. discovery so like there's precedent for it and i think it would have served a, the purpose of the show a little bit better but i do also appreciate the slow burn of having to wait a week to know what happens uh next um yeah that her ship is is just stocked, yeah. You know, just to the teeth with with uh, artillery and ammo. And but I also think it was interesting. In addition to 
her ship being fully armed and ready, she's armed with an incredible amount of knowledge mm-hmm. and insight and intel. And that's kind of a wild concept. What she knows about Captain Shaw, what she knows uh, just about um, Jack Crusher and all of his uh, you know, various aliases and things going on. Like, uh, I'm really intrigued what her motivation is. Like, We don't truly understand it yet, but I did read that Terry Metalis was interviewed and he said, that once we fully understand what like what's bothering her, like what's fueling all of this, that we might even be a little bit sympathetic to it. That it's as much as like if we were like hearing it from her side, we might be like, oh yeah, you know what? I kind of get why you want to kill everybody <laughs> or something, you know. So, uh, so I mean, I'm ex- yeah. I'm excited. I think she's an intriguing villain. Uh, she's she definitely um, her ship gives off some serious like Nero mm-hmm. ship and scimitar vibes uh, to me. Um, scimitar for all of like the artillery. It's just like, uh, you know, very angry, <laughs> very angry ship. Um, and then the, uh, Nero ship is just very pointy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's what the, the Shrike has yeah. going for it. Navi, so. did you have any favorite moments of this episode? Like when you, at the end, when you got, when you finished it, did you say, what was the first thing you were thinking of? Definitely all the Riker scenes with Riker just like, you know, going Picard, Picard, you know, you know who that is. You know who that is. <laughs> yeah. He My was, favorite. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. He was definitely the audience proxy in this episode. Yeah. Because we were yeah. all yes. thinking it. So. Yeah. My <laughs> absolute favorite moment in this episode was when uh, they came in, Cap, uh, Picard, oh, Riker, yeah. and uh, the who's the other captain? I, I always forget Shaw. his name now. Shaw. Shaw. Um, when they all when they all came in and and they're like Captain, they're like yeah, like all three of what well, you, yes. you me him. That was my favorite moment. <laughs> it was good too that that Shaw didn't wasn't just two dimensional yes. that he w- was able to sort of like change his mind on on something and not just be Mister Protocol like that he has some humanity because if he didn't like that he would immediately not really be, he's already not liked, but now he's a little less yeah. not liked. Oh, my other favorite moment was that moment after Beverly confirmed that it was Picard's uh-huh. son and Picard just went, get in, like, get it, get out, get us out of here. Like, they lay yeah. that order. I was like, oh, he's going Picard on them all. <laughs> that part was great. And then obviously the engage, like that was. Yeah. I yes. found Shaw to be a be way more likable in this episode. Yeah, I was actually yeah. like, yeah, you know, I yeah. can hang out with this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like by the end of the the season, he's yeah. going to definitely be a fan favorite for Vedic sure. Vedic did was- mention something about his psych eval, so I'm wondering exactly what his traumas are because yeah. I think that's probably why he's so like by the book and let's stay safe mm. and all that. So yeah, very interested. Right. Yeah. And interesting enough, I think was it the first episode? He was basically just like laying down most of the time. Like yes. he was, <laughs> it, he was always just like resting yes. or whatever. Like, don't bother me. I've never seen I'm a captain. A nap. I've never seen a captain sleep so much. <laughs> yeah, like, I gotta get my twelve hours, or I'm no good to anybody. Yeah. But overall, <laughs> I thought this was a very good episode. This is these first two. I think mm-hmm. are just a great start to season three and I hope everything I've been hearing is true that this, this whole season uh, we're just in for a, a great ride. Um, so season three of Picard off to a very good start. We'd love to thank everyone for listening or watching 
if you're on YouTube, um, to this episode of Trechnopod. Uh, we had a great time. You can always check us out on social, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all of those things. If you want, you can follow us, subscribe on YouTube and TikTok. Is, is it subscribe or follow, Navya, on TikTok? What is it? Follow? I don't know. Okay. They, these so, stock I'm social useless. media <laughs> platforms have us. I don't know. Anyways, click that uh, button that, that follows us yeah. on TikTok. YouTube. You can you can stalk us. We will let you stalk us. You can like all of our yeah. videos and comment on all of our videos yeah. and then share them with all of your friends and family and make them do yeah. it. You stand over them yes. with your phone. Yes. You make your them phasers do it. out, put it on stun <laughs> and hold them at, at phaser point. Uh, but thank you very much. We'd like to uh, invite everyone to give us a lovely five star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those things. Um, we'd like to thank... And Sinavia for joining us on her very first podcast. Uh, Navia, I think you did a great job Thank you. on yes. this episode. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Uh, basically on all the social medias, I'm that girl Avon. So I think Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Nice. Yeah. And now I I, uh, I I know a thing or two about um uh, words that are done backwards and it's basically your name backwards you got it (laughs) you guys ever figured that out yeah you're the first (laughs) really oh my goodness as soon as i saw the name i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna crack this code i know it thought i was being clever dang it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well i think your the podcast was so great that i think we should probably promote you you're you're no longer an ensign uh you are officially lieutenant thank you Navia. So uh, wear those pips well. You've <laughs> earned them. Nice. <laughs> Shop. The words you're looking for is palindrome, the same forward as, as yes. backwards. Oh. There it is. Excellent. There it is. Yes, yes, yes. Well, next week, uh, we're going to go ahead and continue our uh, recap and review of Star Trek Picard Season 3 with more Boldly Dadding adventures. Uh, what's coming up next on Boldly Dadding, by the way, is... Um, sleep regressions and how much they suck. So uh, we'll be talking about that. <laughs> yeah, Shaw must have been going through some sleep regression on the last <laughs> right. episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I believe our mission of the week is complete. Now boldly go and have a great week. All right, Lieutenant Navia, you and me together. We're going to say it. Here we go. Ready? Live long, Live long and prosper. And prosper. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody.